3: Hi, this is Monique.
1: And this is Sydney.
3: And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, open
4: Relationship.
3: It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends, how many of us have them? Mother and daughters, is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute.
4: It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hello,
3: my loves. Hello, my loves. And welcome to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open relationship. Hey, Daddy. Hey, Mama. Why? Why do you do that?
4: Why do you do that? Because Because. I'm happy to be here, and I just get tickled when I hear your voice and you say what you say. You'll have to excuse me.
3: You know, okay. So we were together all morning, all last night. Okay, all the way on the drive here. But I just think it's rude to start the show with, okay, and let's just get into it. That's why I always say, hey, daddy, like
4: that. I, I, I didn't. Nobody ever said that you were wrong for starting <laughs> the show like that. Are you feeling guilty about something? I don't know how I'm
3: feeling because every time I do it, he chuckled, And I'm like, what the fuck is the chuckling for? Okay, I'm just, I'm speaking to I'm like, hey, daddy. Hey mama. Okay, that's all I want back. (laughs) (laughs) And I know he probably chalked on because I speak like we ain't been together. Okay, all (laughs) last night, all this morning. But I like it. Okay.
4: Okay. If you like it, I love it. I
3: like starting a show like that, Daddy.
4: But mama, Hmm? I like you starting the show like that too.
3: Okay, baby. Let's get into it then. Hey, everybody. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I, we had to go through our introduction to ourselves first. Okay, like we ain't been together all last night. So, <laughs> so what are we talking about today, my baby?
4: Tell them, baby.
3: Today we are t- we're dedicating this show to all of the brothers and sisters down in Texas that is going through. And you know when we see all of that's happening, we we came up with the question: Can you? Find happiness.
4: And then we changed it to...
3: (laughs) And then we changed it to... Finding Finding happiness happiness with with what what you you have. have. And I guess sometimes people may be saying, how can you find happiness in the midst of devastation? Like, how can you find happiness in the midst of a crisis? How can you say... Everything's going to be okay, and you see physically things that's crumbling around you. So can you find happiness in the midst as what's going on? We're talking about it.
4: We're talking about it. I mean, there's so many ways to approach that. If you're talking about the individuals who are in the midst of the storm or the individuals who are watching individuals in the midst of the storm. And really, uh, you know, obviously we're dead in dedicating the show and our thoughts, our wishes, with all those folks down there, with the folks that are not down there but have folks that are down there that are caught up in the midst and you haven't been able to contact them. But the reason why we came up with it is because watching it from the peripheral and not being involved and you find yourself wanting to complain about things that are trivial, you know, the water didn't get hot fast enough.
1: Come on.
4: And you mad cuz you want to take this shower, but the water it won't get hot fast enough. And then you turn on the TV and you see individuals that they don't have water. They don't know when the water is going to be turned on in their home, and the water that they do have is outside of their door in the middle of the streets. Come on. So When you see those things, sometimes, you know, they're blessings in disguise from a standpoint of when you take an internal inventory of self and realize how thankful you should be for no matter how much or how little you believe yourself to have, that doesn't mean you don't strive and want and aspire for more, but it means that in the midst of what you have, when you see people that are being airlifted up into a helicopter yes. and they don't have anything but what's on their back, but they have their family around them and they found a way to smile, what you mad about?
3: Come on, y'all. We're talking about it. Can you find happiness with what you have? We're dedicating the show to our brothers and sisters down in Texas. Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you calling from? Hello. Try it back, baby. You know, in having these conversations, are you happy with what you have and and dedicating the show to our babies in Texas Uh, and and being able to see some other places in the world, right? And I remember going, the first time I went to this place uh, called Exuma, Bahamas, and I had seen some homes there that some people would say were almost shacks, mm-hmm. right? And you, I got out the car and you walked around. We walked around, but I saw these people so full of joy and so full of, of vibrancy and life. And if you walk through the front door, you was walking out the back door. That's how small their homes were. But when I tell you they were so welcoming and full of love and wasn't in a materialistic place, where you could say, oh, y'all really going through it. Mm-hmm. So when you say, can you be happy with what you have, we really need to think about that question in the midst of what's going on. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about it, y'all. We're going to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you calling from? Hey, this is uh, Kevin. I'm just
5: trying to see if I can talk to Mo and them M about, you know, the Texas thing and what they're talking about.
3: Yeah, baby, you're on with Monique and Sydney right now. Talk to us. Hey, listen, I—
5: First of all, can I? And I'm, I just want to say I love what y'all are doing, man. Y'all are keeping it real. I was in tears the other day when I saw y'all sitting there talk, talk, talking about the Oprah thing. And I know this isn't related to that, but I was just in tears with pride <laughs> from what you were from what you were saying. Because I'm from Baltimore, and to see you come up like you did—just give me a minute.
4: Take your time. Take your time.
5: It, it really, it t- I'm from Baltimore and I left Baltimore years ago and uh, I'm doing my thing. I live way out west but to see somebody like you, I, I've i seen you in gas I back in the day and I've seen you in well, coming up. I came up with you. I know you. I feel like you. To see how people are treating you it just hurts. But I know this isn't even the topic. I'm sorry. Look,
4: hey Amen. Look, take um, your time. That's all okay. right.
5: So the so the topic of the day is with, the, with all, look all the stuff that people are going through. Let me tell you something. If you got two legs and two arms, man. You got a lot. Mm. You got a lot. Do you know how? And I've got two legs and two arms, and I'm just saying how difficult it is just to get out of bed with what a. Your leg is gone, or you know, I busted my Achilles tendon. I never even know we had one. (laughs) I I, I busted it, and 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 I was on a cruise, and pop, it just went out. Right? I was like, I thought somebody kicked me. Um. Mm -hmm. Anyway, look, I couldn't even. I couldn't do the simplest task. Never been in the hospital. Never need to go. So yeah, it's always you have got to look. Let me tell you something. You have to be able to look at your situation and say, hey, you know, I'm good. I'm good. And, Mo, again, look, you, you see people from Baltimore. I'm from Garrison, Liberty Heights, right? People from Baltimore can look up to you. We all do. Every last person in Baltimore. But not just people in Baltimore. Everybody looks up to you. And for saying what you said coming out, let me tell you something. We know it. We deal with it We're I worked in radio and industry for years. I know, see, I know people afraid the same, but you said it. And, and all people, we listen, we know you. And we thank you. I'm on behalf of everybody that does anything have to do with modeling or radio or TV or anything. We know what's going on. So thank you. Thank you for that. I didn't get to call you on that show. So this kind of, this is leftover from that show, right? But thank you. That's all I I said. I, i you have no idea how good I feel to be able to say thank you for that, mm-hmm. right? And that brother, be here, let me say something that brother beside you, I know that brother. Like, I don't know him, but I know that brother. That's a good dude right there. That's a good dude, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, whoo. Wow, oh, thanks for just letting me get this out. You just, you have no idea. You have no idea. That's a good, I don't care what anybody on this planet says. You know that you ain't crazy, Moly. <laughs> you know that dude is a good dude, right? And everybody else knows that dude is a good dude. Okay, let me let me say this last thing, and I and I and I promise. I look, look, no, no, because this right round I'm gonna say is gonna kind of be a little shocking. I I know. I, he probably don't even know who. The, I'm not gonna say. I didn't even give my real name. I know Mar. I knew him. Back when he was a bob up in Hill Garrison Boulevard, right? Yeah, and and I know you, but I don't know you like that. You are good people from within. That's a good dude, and 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 you are blessing all of us. Just keep doing. You know what's right. You feel. That's why you're doing it. You are feeling it. Keep doing it, and Let we listening, honest. and we loving it, and we it, just keep doing. Don't stop, please. Thank Please. you, brother. Oh, and, and, and get, wait, and get an app. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, no, wait a minute. Stop giving all this Periscope. Get your own app. Get your own app. Get your own stuff. I, I build apps. I'm a developer. I'm not trying to get the business. I don't want your business. But I want you to understand, get your own app because you don't need Periscope. We need Periscope. You don't need it. Get your own app. Put all this on your own app. Make your own money. People charge $2, $2 times 3,000 people monthly. Do the math. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. I said too much. I said we love too much. You, I, can baby. Know. I can see your face. I said too much. So thank you. Hey, thank brother, you.
4: we love you and thanks for calling in.
5: Take care, y'all.
4: Take keep, care. Please keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, baby. If I must say, the reason why we do what we do. It's because that's where we come from. That cat right there that didn't want to give his name, Liberty Liberty Heights and Garrison, that's where we come from. That type of energy where you're going to meet the realest of the real. So when we have these conversations, it's remembering the people that we came up with That looked you in the eye and said, don't be scared of nobody, not anyone, nobody, because wrong is wrong and right is right. And that dialogue, that statement, what he said, that energy and acceptance from your people is worth more than a million dollars. Let's go to the line.
3: We got to go somewhere because I can't say a goddamn thing, (laughs) okay?
6: So go on to the line. Hi, Monique. Hey, baby, who's this? Emily from San Diego, hi.
3: Hey, Emily. Hi, what's the subject today? Today we're talking about we're dedicating the show to our brothers and sisters in Texas. And we want to know, are you happy with what you have?
4: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so talk to us. <laughs>
6: no, just um, off the top of my head, um, downloading on the computer, going to school, um, taking iPod classes, happy with people that I chair school with.
4: And there it is.
3: We thank you so much, my sweet baby. Thank you. Is there
6: a play at email? Is there what baby? A, a play it email that I can reach you at
3: You know what sugar I'm not sure, but if you go to play that it right now and do some research, you may be able to find out how to email the you know the uh, individual shows
6: Okay or do you have a business email or email something
3: Well you know what baby I give out my Twitter and that's Etmo Worldwide and I always answer okay, okay sweetness okay, Thank you Thank you Emily. Bye bye baby. You know, y'all, today we are talking about it. And we're dedicating the show to our brothers and sisters in Texas. And the question we're asking is, are you happy with what you have? Because in the midst of the storm, may you be in it or may you be watching it, can you still smile?
4: Can you still?
3: Can you still look around and say, for all that I've lost, I still have. Or are you that person that can look around and say, for all that I have, I still can't find that happiness. Come on, y'all. We're talking about it. Let's go to the lines. Hey, baby. You're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're
2: calling from? Oh, my gosh. Hi, Monique. My name is Tanya, and I'm calling from the Philadelphia area. How are you? Hey,
3: Tanya. How you doing, baby?
2: I am doing so well. I love y'all's show. Y'all are so sweet and genuine. I really appreciate y'all's podcast.
4: We appreciate you. Talk to us.
2: Well, am I happy um, in my circumstance? I, I'd say that in the past, I always would be a person that would look at things, you know, half, class full, and listening to different things to be motivating. But sometimes you get, um, you know, stumbles in your life, and it kind of takes you back. So right now, it's you know, I'm, I'm struggling to get back to where I was. So, you know, you can see the... You can see the light at some times, but whenever you have setbacks and things of that nature, it does become a little rough.
3: Go ahead, Daddy. You know, know, sis, for me personally, when I thought I was going through a setback, Mm -hmm. I had to really look in the mirror and say, okay, what do I need to do to make my circumstance okay right now? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to make it okay for me right now? May that have been working out. May it have been learning how to bake from scratch. May have mm-hmm. it been learning how to twist hair flat and make a pretty—whatever it was, I couldn't—let me take that back because that's not true. Mm-hmm. I understand where you are when you say you you, you like, I got to get out of this situation because I don't know what to mm-hmm. do. Because mm-hmm. we let our situations define who we are sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like when they took the Monique show— it, mm-hmm. it was my knees buckle because I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. But then I said, bitch, learn how to bake a cake. <laughs> okay. Learn mm-hmm. how to get your ass out there at your kids' football and baseball practice and not sit there like you're obligated, but sit there and know you're enjoying every moment. Learn how mm-hmm. to soften your body for your man. Mm-hmm. Like, so I couldn't allow myself to get caught in. Oh, God, they took the show. Now what? No. Mm-hmm. The universe was saying, yeah, we took it. But now what you're going to do, what are you going to show us to say, listen, I know what happened, but I'm going
2: to still keep standing in
3: happiness
2: mm-hmm. and not... And huh, go ahead, baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I mean, I have a really great job. Um, I'm able to work from home. I have a supporting family. And a year ago to this day, my boyfriend had a really severe accident where he was in ICU. And by the grace of God, you know, he's walking and things of that nature. But whenever you're dealing with difficult situations, even in the midst of joy, sometimes I feel selfish because I'm like, I should be happy, but I'm not where I really want to be. So it's kind of difficult, and I don't think I'm the only person that feels that way when people look at you from the outside in, and they think everything is great. But when you keep things to yourself, and you really don't share what you're going through, that can be kind of difficult. So. I don't know if that applies to what you guys are talking about, but I just wanted to share those
4: feelings. Well, You know what? And that's appreciated. There's a, a saying um, where oftentimes where you feel like you're having a setback, mm-hmm. you're really being set up for a comeback and mm-hmm. a come up from a standpoint of the all of the things that you feel that you don't have or you would like to have, Mm-hmm. Now the focus should be on how do you go about acquiring those things. Mm-hmm. And until you get what it is that you want, if what you're trying to attain mm-hmm. is for you, then mm-hmm. that is your mission. You And at that moment, you're you're not losing. You're winning mm-hmm. because you're in pursuit of what it is that you want. Oftentimes, the letdown comes when you've attained what it is that you want. And then you're in search of, what else should I be searching for? But mm-hmm. this is all part of the journey. And there's an old saying, would you rather go up the rough side of the mountain or the smooth side of the mountain? And oftentimes people's answer is, well, I'd rather go up the smooth side of the mountain. But in mm-hmm. actuality, you rather go up the rough side of the mountain because if you go up the smooth side of the mountain, when you fall, you're going to slide all the way back down. But when you go up the rough side... You got something to grab onto, which is those life experiences, which are those things that pulled you back, but you were able to work through. So whatever it is that you are experiencing right now that you feel that you sometimes maybe uh, experience a bout of selfishness, that's your conscious talking to you saying you're experiencing a bout of consciousness and you're just Mm -hmm. being human. So experience it, but don't bask in it. Get up out of it because these things are natural. You're, As you said, you don't think that you're the only one. You're not. So after you experience it and go through what you go through, do what you need to do to get where you want to go.
2: Thank you guys so much. I love you, Monique and Sydney. You guys are the bomb. Thank you so much for taking my call. We love, we you, love you, baby. All right, bye. Bye, honey. Welcome to Play It, a
7: new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Open Relationship with Monique and Sydney Hicks.
3: And you know too, Daddy, and, and the show today, My Babies, is we're dedicating the show to our brothers and sisters down in Texas. And we're asking, are you happy with what you have? Because, you know, of course, it's been on every channel and you're watching it. And when you're watching it from the outside, you have to ask yourself, what the fuck am I complaining about? Like, what it, What am I looking to be wrong? And I want to share a personal experience with y'all that happened a Sunday, okay? And I had to get right together and I had to share it with my sister when I walked the other day because Sunday, right, I was determined, I was going to the goddamn farmer's market. I was going to do it. I was going to do it, right? So I told the kids the night before, I said, listen, tomorrow mommy's going to the farmer's market. David didn't respond, but Michael and Jonathan said, oh, we want to go. No problem. We're going to go to the farmer's market. So sure enough, I get up Sunday morning. I start getting myself right together. I say to Jonathan, because Michael was still asleep, mommy's getting ready for the farmer's market. No, I said, Mommy's getting ready. I'm going to take my shower. You go ahead and get ready. He said, okay. So after I get out the shower, I am ready, clothes, dress. I done made the list and everything. I'm downstairs in the kitchen. Here comes Jonathan. Mom, did you say we was going to Kroger? <laughs> I looked at him and said, no, Jonathan. I didn't say anything. Oh, where did you say we was going? Now, I wanted to say, are you fucking with me? But I couldn't, right? Because he's 11. So I just said, Jonathan, we're going to the farmer's market. He said, oh, You know what? I thought you said we was going to Kroger. I looked at him with such a look like. So I said, listen, if you don't want to go, just tell mommy you don't want to go, but you don't have to lie to me. So he said, well, mommy, I don't want to go. So my feelings got a little hurt, right? So I go back upstairs so Sid can look at me and tell that some devastation has taken place. Okay? so
4: But not. (laughs) But not. (laughs) Devastating to her, but not to the world, yeah. Okay,
3: so I had to get myself checked. Okay, so I get up and go in the back with frown upon me. Now, Sid and the boys are all sitting there playing the game. They're on their computers having a good time. And, y'all, my sweet husband had to come back in the closet and look at me, and he said, Mama, are you serious? Now, here come the tears. So now I'm at crying stage, okay? He said, Listen. Just because your cut buddy ain't here, now my cut buddy, (laughs) y'all hear her in the background, that's Robin, right? So she went went away this past weekend. And when she do that, I don't be having nobody to play with because I live in a house full of boys, okay? So I didn't want to play. I didn't want to watch Madden. I didn't want to do nothing on nobody's goddamn computer. All I wanted to do was go to the farmer's market. Then this is when I start feeling like a little girl, right? So my boyfriend say, now your cup buddy in here, you're not going to act like that around here, okay? Now I'm, I'm full-fledged crying by this point. He said, is something else happening? No, I just want to go to the farmer's market. Then he said, Mama, your husband and your three sons are sitting out there playing. You're surrounded by nothing but love. You can't go to the farmer's market when Robin comes back. That's what y'all, and this is just how calm he's talking to me. That's what y'all normally do. You go during the week. The boys are in school. I'm handling the business. Y'all can go. That's what you do, right? I say, yes, that's what we do. (laughs) I felt so fucking ungrateful. I really did. Because once he walked out... Now I had to stand there and there's a big mirror in the the closet. And then that bitch was looking at me talking about, bitch, what? What is wrong with you? So when you say, are you happy with what you have? In that moment, I had to get checked just to say, are you really tripping over a farmer's market that's going to be there tomorrow? It's going to be right there. They're going to have the same shit, Kiwi, uh, them raspberries. I like them blackberries. They're going to have all the shit you need. But I had to, in that moment, sisters... Understand you'll get ready to make a beautiful moment bad because why? Something that can be done. It's not the end of it. So I had to get to my happiness real quick before I went out of that bathroom and faced my family.
4: In addition to that, wanting what you want is not necessarily a bad thing, but having a habit of wanting what you want without looking around at what others want sometimes can be, especially when you've had a busy Saturday.
3: We did, we did.
4: (laughs) You know, and typically Sunday is that day of rest and relaxation, getting ready for Monday. But because my lovely wife had a bug up in her ass and decided that she would like to go do the market on Sunday— and be grown without robbing. <laughs> she trying to be grown without robbing. And then J-Bone, Jonathan, decided to renege on the deal like he was playing spades, okay? He wanted to renege, and now she hurt. So at the end of the day, the flip side is, when you know what you're dealing with, when you know, it's not going to work by being on some old, What the fuck is wrong with you, yo? Because that's how we talk in Baltimore. What the fuck is wrong with you, yo? The fuck is wrong? Mm -hmm. Is handling an individual as if you know that this is their concern and realize that once you have these conversations with them, that they'll think about it and they'll come around. And I'm fortunate enough that despite being married to the African-American Lucille Ball. Okay. The only difference is I don't play music, okay? That's it. I don't yes, you know do, Babalu. Baby. You rap. Okay, I rap, but they won't they won't let me get my career off because my style is old, okay? My rap style ain't fresh. I like think? it baby though. Okay then. I appreciate you for that. You're welcome, sugar. So, that being the case.
3: Niggas don't respect
4: you. And and people say, oh, come on, Sydney. She missed the farmer's market, buddy. I know. That's why I showed her love. Yeah, he did. I, that's why I showed her love. And I said, when you cut, buddy, come back. And sure enough, what happened, Robin? They went to the farmer's market just like that. And guess what? She ain't missed none of our black asses because she had Robin with her. Okay. <laughs>
3: 17,000 we, steps. Come on now. We got in 17,000 steps. Come on. Babies, we're talking about it today, dedicating the show to our sweet brothers and sisters in Texas. Are you happy with what you have? And that's something to really think about. Are you happy with what you have? If it's $5 in your pocket, and I know people with $50 million in theirs, and the one with the five, Is smiling harder than the one
4: with the 50. Hell yeah, especially if you've seen what they did to get that five. They had to get that five. Come on, They had to work for it. They had to get it now.
3: Are you happy with what you had? 404-832-2963. We're talking about it, my sweet babies. Are you happy with what you had? Dedicating to our brothers and sisters down in Texas. And, you know, just watching uh, the news. And, to all of the people that are showing up with their boats and their trucks. And there was a brother who opened up all of his furniture stores. Mm-hmm. He has a chain of mattress stores and furniture stores. He just opened them up. And they were showing some of the price tags on his furniture. Like a sofa was like like $8,999. It, he said, listen, the way I was raised is that you just help each other out. So... There are beautiful people in the world. Because oftentimes, y'all, we just see all the bad shit.
4: And when you—the storm, as crazy as it sounds, has taken the attention off of the recent atrocities dealing with white nationalists, Trump's views and the different individuals, and it's getting you a chance to see through as the—in the the, in the um, Indian religion— Um, What is that? Um, There's a saying essentially that goes, there can be no creation without destruction. And what Mm. this right now is doing through this destruction is creating imagery and an understanding for people to realize that when you come together and work together, especially in the midst of the storm, to make things work, why can't you do it when there is no rain?
3: Come on, baby.
4: Why can't you do it when the sun is out? But sometimes things have to come into play to make you appreciate what you are a part of. And what we are a part of is one another, despite the fact that we want to do things to distinguish ourselves and separate ourselves from one another. The right, the left, this religion, this color. When in actuality, we all seem to need food. We all seem to need water. We all seem to need air. We all seem to need these essential things where you haven't found the individual that just survives because he wants to. I don't need to eat today.
3: <laughs> right, my face.
4: Nor do I shit, nor do I pee, nor do I do anything like that. I'm just above it all. No. But people would have you believe that because they have certain monies, certain cars, certain this is the this is the way to go, this is the way to be. But the reality of it is, is that When you don't have the bare essentials, how essential are they really when Mm -hmm. you look at it? And as they say, you don't miss your water until your well runs dry. So this is a great lesson for everyone. You know, it's a hard one for the individuals that are watching. But if we can learn from what we're seeing in terms of the camaraderie, in terms of the heroic acts and learn from that, uh, from watching them, I think, and not forget it. You know what I mean? It was like when, yes. when, when, I forgot, one of the uh, uh, representatives uh, got shot and they were playing the softball game. They, we should come together and everybody, and now it's not the right and left. A week later. What? Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> we back like, at it. We back at it. Mm-hmm. So, if we can remember these times and be able to appreciate the little things every day, like one another, I believe the world humbly would be a better place. We're talking about
3: it, y'all, dedicating the show to our sweet brothers and sisters in Texas. Are you happy with what you have? Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Hello.
4: Was that Miss Dalphine?
3: That was probably Mr. Alpha.
4: Okay. There it is.
3: You know, and, and just to give you all the guy's name real quick, his name is Mattress Matt. Matt, Somebody put his name up there. Oh,
4: okay. That opened up
3: his mattress stores. And see, for me, a brother like that should never have to pay for advertisement again. Ever. You know, ever. That, that's the way that everyone says, one help one. One help one. And, and, Daddy, that's a great point when you say, but can we help each other when the sun is out? Absolutely, because we know that it's needed. You know, we know that it is needed. so why do we seem to wait for devastation to hit? For us to say, okay, now we have to come together. We're talking about it. Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from?
1: Hey, Monique, this is Jean. How you doing? Hey Jean. You actually, it's funny, I heard you talking about the farmer's market earlier. I actually met you at the farmer's market not too long ago, (laughs) like last month. But, um, yes, I was calling in. um, What exactly was the question again? I just actually tuned in, and I just called in.
3: (laughs) Okay, we we were dedicating the show to the brothers and sisters down in Texas and asking the question, as you watch that from the outside, are you happy with what you have?
1: Yes, yes. Um, you know, I I've seen I I live in Atlanta here too. And I actually, when I was really young, we was hit with a really bad hurricane back in, like, the 90s. So it was really bad here. And, you know, of course, we've gone through Katrina as a nation, and we're going through this. And every time I see this, and I've actually been recently in my life, last year, I was in living in Albany, Georgia, and I actually was flooded out slightly. Like, um, I think I might have got, like... Five inches when it was flooded. Uh, actually, you remember last year, Albany, Georgia was having um, a, ba- a bad time down there, too. Uh-huh. So I actually got flooded in that process. But it wasn't enough for us to get any Red Cross assistance because, you know, it, start, it, it starts at a certain inch. <laughs> you know, you have to get, like, at least 12 inches of water. So every time, even me experiencing that, Like, it makes me appreciate what I have even more um, because and it it also helps me to be more simplistic and to not be so, to be a minimalist and not in a bad way where I'm just being cheap and everything, but to not need so much, you know. Um, This is a constant reminder, and I hope um, everybody remembers that, like, you know, Anything can be taken from you, all the things that you have. And I know I've even saw some people commenting about John Olstein and stuff. Even him, all his stuff could be gone, too. Anybody, um, when Mother Nature comes and when, you know, the spirit comes, anything can happen. So it's just best to be appreciative of, of the things that you have so that way, you know, you you can truly prove to the universe that you deserve more or less or whatever, whatever you're trying to get when you can appreciate exactly what you have. And I hope people remember this, just seeing how devastating this storm is right now. So,
4: Thank you for calling in, Gene.
1: Thank you, baby. Yeah, I have a good
6: one.
4: You too. And, you know, he made a good point. It's almost like from a universal perspective, how can you appreciate more when you can't appreciate less? Mm-hmm. How can you appreciate... Getting more when you don't appreciate what it is that you have—it's kind of like mm. when you see kids or people reaching for more food, but they don't haven't finished what it is that's mm-hmm. on their plate. Mm-hmm. It's like you've got things on your plate that you don't appreciate—a world around you, and yet you want more.
3: And you know, Daddy, I want to address something because I've been seeing <clears throat> people have been putting in the rooms. Do you think more celebrities should stand? And I think sometimes, y'all, we put a lot on that word because celebrities, they're people. They're people. They're people with their own situations. their families. They're people. And we begin to judge what we think they should be doing. Guys, listen. That becomes unfair. And I'm not speaking as a celebrity. I'm speaking as a person. If you're sitting next to somebody and they say, listen, I got 50 cents. And somebody said, well, I got $2, and why can't you give? Let me give what I can give. That's up to me. So when I see people begin to judge what people should be giving, then I have to stop and say, well, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you going in other people's pocketbooks and purses and seeing what they should and shouldn't be giving? Do what you can do. And our sweet sister Jules, Julie just put in there. She said, listen, I want in my closet. And I looked in my closet and I said, everything I don't wear, it is going to Texas. She said, Mo, I got three bags. So it has nothing to do always with a dollar bill, y'all.
4: And because you see these individuals that are putting on these fundraising shows and things of that nature, that's because that's what's in their heart to do. That's what they're in a position to do. But oftentimes you see individuals that you refer to as celebrities and don't understand that your situation may be way better from a financial <laughs> standpoint than the individuals you refer to as celebrities because they may have helped out so many people that now they can't help themselves out. Mm. So the aesthetics of a situation are not necessarily the reality of the situation. So if you can do what it is that you can do, and we don't count other people's monies, and we don't worry about what the next person is, do- is doing, what are we doing for ourselves? What mm. we're supposed to.
3: Come on, y'all. We're talking about a dedicating the show to the babies down in Texas. And when you're on the outside looking in, are you counting your blessings? Are you sitting back saying, listen, let me stop complaining. Let me stop talking about, oh, girl, I want to get some new furniture. And we know our babies are down there and they've lost all of their things. So we're talking about the babies, 404-832-2963. Are you happy with what? You have. Something just happened. Did, did, did the mics just get different?
4: No, I don't know. Did okay, it? I
3: feel like they just got a little, a little saucy. Is somebody, is somebody on the phone line? Hello? Hey,
6: hey. Hello? Hey, baby.
3: Hey. <clears throat>
5: That's right. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, this is Denzel Washington. How are you? Hey, I, Denzel I, Washington. How you doing, baby? Hey, I'm fine. Listen, I wanted to say to all the people who are watching your show and, 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 and looking at it on the Internet, Huh? Uh huh. I want to say everybody should be happy with what they have. You understand that? Huh? (laughs) Yes. Okay, listen. If you're unhappy with yourself and you can't appreciate what you have, I will have you playing basketball in Pelican Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Food program 23 hour lockdown. People in Texas are hurt. Ain't called. Ain't got nothing on me. Thank you. We love you, D.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Baby, this
3: show is getting huge. Come on now. Okay, this goddamn show is getting huge. Anytime you get D. Washington to call up in here.
4: Or oh, somebody that sounds a like him. A- I said
3: D. Washington. That's right, okay, D. Okay, I didn't say Denzel. And the I D stands for Daryl. That's what it stands for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is why. This show, Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship, is so needed because it is bringing out the joy, in my humble opinion, in people's hearts. And sometimes the joy just comes from being free. The joy just comes from being free. When you get the baby Jean that calls in and when you get the baby Emily and when you get the people to call in and say, let me just share me. And when she says, I'm not where I want to be. And. Oftentimes we aren't free enough to even say it out loud because we're too embarrassed or ashamed or whatever that is. And and just real quick, Daddy, and I know it's getting ready to go off book because I wanted to say it when she said it, when we. Because oftentimes I'll hear people say that I'm not where I want to be, and oftentimes it's related to our careers mm-hmm. because I also heard her say I have a beautiful, loving, supportive family, but I'm not where I want to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And we can get so caught up in our careers and our professions and we can begin to ignore what we have right in front of us because we're thinking, I'm not where I want to be. And who set that standard as to where it is you're supposed to be? And we can negate what we've asked for and we're given it and we'll say, I have this right here. However, I'm not satisfied with my situation. So you start talking with a split tongue. And when we start talking with a split tongue, do we treat the people around us with that split personality? Because we're not really sure. Are we happy? Are we not happy? Because right here I got these people that's rooting me on, but over here I'm not where I want to be. That can get confusing.
4: And this is part of just being a human being. And the great part about it is her conscience allowed her to speak to the fact that I feel selfish. Mm -hmm. It's good that part of you, that part of her is awake. So if we have that part of us that's awake because we, we have things in us that makes us think thoughts that we don't know why we were thinking. We go to sleep at night and you say to yourself when you woke up, why did I have that dream? It's as if you have no control over part of who you are. But then there's a part of you that has control. So if we take control over our thoughts, even when our thoughts go to the left, that's the most important thing. Sometimes we can't control when our thoughts go to the left, but we can control them from going too far to the left and bring them back to where we need them to be. And if we didn't bring them back in time, make the necessary adjustments, because this is part of us being human. It's not being perfect. The one that is perfect, that's a very tough position to be in Mm. because when you are perfect, it is very difficult for you to understand how individuals would be imperfect. That's why they said Michael Jordan could never coach anyone in basketball. You could be an owner of a team, but you couldn't coach because you don't understand how did you not sink that jumper (laughs) with no seconds left on the clock because – your game was somewhere else. Right. So you can't appreciate the mere mortals who play basketball. So for most of us, we get the blessing of not being gods, you know, any more gods than the, from the standpoint of you've been blessed with the spirit of the universe, but you're not above these individuals that you share the universe with. And you have the potential to do what it is that you want to do. But it's a great thing to sometimes to be knocked off your pedestal because sometimes you need to know that you have the intestinal fortitude to climb back up to where you need to be. But at the same time, when you see someone else fall off, you can lift as you climb. Mm -hmm. So there's so many different ways to look at taking a step back because you may need to take a step back so you can appreciate when you take those steps forward.
3: We're talking about a baby. We're dedicating the show to our babies down in Texas. Are you happy with what you have? And someone asked a question, Daddy, how do you balance ambition and gratitude? How do you balance? They were asking me, how do you balance having ambition and having gratitude? You can have ambition. And gratitude is thank you, please. You're welcome. Good morning. Gratitude is... Having a pleasant attitude, even being extremely ambitious, I don't. I don't have a problem. You can have all the ambition in the world, but if you have no gratitude, you have a nasty ass attitude. Guess what? That ambition will get you. Give me a word that's gonna rhyme with it, because I was right there on the daddy. I was trying. What I was trying word to bust are
4: you wrong. talking? Anyone about?
3: that was gonna rhyme with the shit? I was trying to do it. Uh,
4: yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna be there for you on this <laughs> one, my love.
3: But I mean, I, I don't. I. For, To ask me that question, I don't think that that's a hard thing to balance.
4: Well, everybody has, you know, what's hard for you. You're right. You're right. You know, so the question was asked because that may be a challenge. And that's an answer that an individual you have to figure out. But it helps when you are in a constant state of gratitude. Just being conscious of your existence can put you in a place where you feel gratitude for being alive, and you're not just ambition, but when you achieve or don't achieve, you're grateful for the lesson. And I think what helps is when you can find a lesson in winning, or what we construe as winning, and when you find a lesson in lesson in the opposite of winning and it doesn't necessarily mean you, you lose. I was having a conversation with our son Jonathan the other day, and he and David are twins, so constantly they are competing against one another. And as I said to Jonathan, if you beat David, did you necessarily win if you won, but you didn't do your best? And if you lost to David in the normal terms or technical terms of loss, but you did your absolute best, did you really lose? And when you take that those principles and apply them to life, you can win a game in front of the eyes of everyone. But, you know, you cheated. Mm. Did you really win? Or you can lose in the eyes of everyone, but you did your absolute best. You ate the best you could. You got your proper rest. You utilized everything that you had. And unfortunately, on that day, you were not greater than the sum of your parts, but yet you did the best that you could with what you had. You won. So there's a lesson. And oftentimes, the lessons that we learn, the most poignant ones, don't come from a victory. They come from a loss when we get the privilege of reevaluating ourselves.
3: Come on now, y'all. We're talking about it. Dedicating the show to our babies down in Texas. Are you happy with what you have? Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you calling from? Hi, this is Gloria. I'm
0: calling from Atlanta. Hey, Clo. Hey. Uh Mo <laughs> How y'all doing today? We good, y'all baby. Have to be crying. Huh? You have to be crying on that show. I know, baby. This is a water well show. Oh, wow. (laughs) But I'm grateful for everything that I have. You know, Monique, I'm sitting around here and I was watching as you guys were talking and I'm sitting in my house and I'm looking around and I'm like, maybe I can give some stuff away. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yes. Yes. Because I'll be willing to take everything out my closet right now to give to them. Yes. With no doubt. No, no nothing, guys. And that's what it's about, Gloria. That's
4: you know? what it's
3: about. Well, I mean, keep a couple pieces for yourself, Gloria. Yeah, because no. we don't want you out there <laughs> okay. naked now. Keep you some panties I mean? and bras and things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Mama. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I will. I promise you that. But I think I'm going to find out how I can send her a bag of clothes. Cause I don't need half the stuff and I don't wear it.
3: Yeah, baby. I'm sure if 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 you go onto the internet and just pull up, you know, where can... Where can we send things for the, you know, our brothers and sisters down in Houston? And I'm sure there may be a place right here in Georgia yeah. where there may be a drop-off. I'm not sure, but just uh-huh. research it because I know that there are probably centers everywhere. Red Cross as well. But, you know, just just check oh, everywhere Cross. that you can to see yeah, where I, you I, may be able to get those clothes to them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking now, and I, I, I see stuff, Monique, that I haven't even touched in years. I know, and Gloria. I'm coming out of it. It's, it's getting out of my closet. We all to guilty to of a baby. Who needs it? So box it up yeah. and send it on down. All right, I am. All right, baby. Thank you, guys, and y'all have a blessed day. And stop getting so sensitive with them kids.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a try, Gloria.
0: You as a baby, Monique. <laughs> my grandbaby do me the same way, guys. Bye. I, I love y'all. Love all right, you too. baby. Bye-bye. How beautiful. And you know what,
3: too, my loves, while we're all listening right now, if you do go in your closet and you do send things down to Texas, let's say next month, let's say next year, we don't have to stop the process. or the pro- We don't have to stop it because there's always somebody in need of something. There's always shelters that could use something. So like Gloria said, I got stuff in here, Monique, I ain't worn in years. Some of us got stuff in our closets with tags on them that we said we was going to wear when we lost the weight. We was going to wear it when we gained the weight. We was going to wear it for, listen, y'all, today is that day.
4: And even if it's not anything from a materialistic standpoint, just a conversation, mm-hmm. just an ear, there's always someone that can appreciate you listening. And oftentimes it's someone that's right by you. You don't have to go and search and hunt someone down. You have someone that feels uncomfortable having conversations with other individuals. Sometimes it may not be, especially us as men with women. Because, see, we want to solve the problem. We want to get it right. And what they want to do is talk about what the problem is (laughs) and and talk about it. And sometimes we just have to sit there and listen. Uh, If by some chance they say, what do you think, (laughs) then you share what you think. But if it's just they in that position where they just want to talk about it, I know. (laughs) For those who can't see me through the sound, I'm pointing at my wife. Why? Why? Because sometimes you just got to listen to you, love. Yeah. Just got to listen to you both, baby. Just got to listen to you. You both. Who? You. And? Dorian.
2: Oh, shit.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, listen, y'all. Gloria, look, Gloria didn't put her name. Cab lad is guilty. Okay, <laughs> Gloria, bitch, you know I'm guilty of it. You know I am. However, however, my sweet people, don't wear out your welcome. I'm going to say that. Don't you know what that means is don't keep being a goddamn problem child. Don't always be the one that gotta be do, getting to talking to. But when somebody can't come to you and say, "Well, I got a problem, I need to talk about," don't be that person. Be able to reciprocate. If if you're if you have that person that's willing to give you their ear, be willing to let them have your ear.
4: Now, again, what just happened? on a side track, this <laughs> on a side note, it it may be a little bit easier for me because I've been dealing with this young lady since I was fourteen. Okay. When we were kids and we were like, hey, let's go to McDonald's today. She was like, no, let's go to Popeye's. But we went to Popeye's the last 10 times. And that's what you want to do. But I like my spicy chicken. And... All right, then. All the way to when you're first doing stand-up comedy and you stand in the motel. Because yeah. okay, we, we we, we've been dream builders. We'll talk about that. Another time, dream building. Yes. When we, oh yes. we said, we because our good brother that called in early in reference to Gatsby's, when it was $25 a night, and we said, one day it'll be 25000 Yes. And and beyond. Yes. And I remember having conversations where she told me all about her night on stage and everything. And then I say, you know what? That's wild, because you know what happened to me? You know what? See, I got to get ready to go. But listen... <laughs> I'm We're going to connect, and then I'm going to talk to you. And I remember my mother saying to me one time, she said, were you t- on the phone talking to somebody? I said, yeah. She said, who? I said, Monique. She said, well, you sure weren't doing much talking. You sure were doing a lot of listening. So she helped me learn how to listen. So I appreciate you. And look at us two dummies right now. <laughs> On Monique and Sydney's open relationship, talking to these wonderful people. So I appreciate you, problem child.
3: I know.
4: Because it's allowed me to solve some problems and <laughs> not complain about my own. So take your ass on. <laughs> I do. She does. And it's oh. so much better. She's so much better. So much better.
3: I'm okay. You right, know. I'm
4: trying. She yeah. wants to solve it quick now, because she can tell you about her shit now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, my babies, you know, and, and, and I'm going to tell y'all something, too. It's always wonderful to have real people around you that's going to tell you the real shit. Because when not, shit can get different. And then you'll have people around you that won't tell you the real shit, but they'll talk about you as soon as you leave the room. <laughs> So I'm grateful for that. Right. And what
4: Shea Baby said? That's that Sagittarian in us. LOL. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's my sky baby. It is. We don't mean no harm.
4: Don't mean no harm.
3: No harm.
4: You going to take this call to the line? We're baby? gonna
3: take it, baby. Hey, you almost Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you calling from?
6: Hi, auntie and uncle. It's it's. Is Israel, how are you? Hey,
3: baby, the show wouldn't have been the same if we ain't heard your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to us, mama.
6: Well, I I, I I well you know where I found my happiness was with peaches. Yes. Um I used to be like you, Auntie. I, I literally had a lot of mouth and I didn't listen. My mother was the same way. And you know, my father walked away for the same reason because my mother did not listen. She was, you know, she was always told she was ugly, and she said the one thing I have is my intelligence, and she was very proud of it, and she used it, and she instilled that in all of her children. All eight of us grew up assuming that we're all ugly, mm-hmm. but 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 we're smart as hell, so use it. Mm-hmm. That's so right. so. It, it was it was to the point where I, when I finally got with the Peaches, I, I didn't know how to be how to be on the same level with someone else. I was always trying to find a way to be above them, or to be you know a little bit standoffish because that that was all I had. I didn't have looks, I didn't have the hair, I didn't have the body. You know, well I had the body back then, but I didn't have it now. The point is, <laughs> what I had was my my mind. So I use that, Mm -hmm. but it pushed people away. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Peaches being a a mica specialist dealing with the mentally ill and chemically addicted simultaneously, she has the gift of listening. And she taught me how to listen because I didn't know how to listen. So she literally had to teach me how to do that. And I'm a better person for it now. 23 years later... I am now a better person for it because now I can listen when someone talks to me, yes. you know, Yes. and and I understand what it is to, to be quiet for a second and hear what they're really saying. My only issue is my happiness has come at a cost a lot of times because a lot of folks aren't happy when I'm happy. And it's, you know, I, I don't have a right to be happy as far as they're concerned, you know. That's their business. Oh, I thought you were saying something. No, I said that's their business. <laughs> True. True. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I was a very sensitive person, and everyone's business was my business. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, 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 w- yes. I was that kid where if you were mad at me, well, why are you mad at me? And I would jump over hurdles, butt naked on the back of a zebra, butt, butt naked through a... a a, a ring of fire blindfolded just to make you happy. Yes. Yes. That was me. So, I had to learn to, you know, well, fuck you. <laughs> you know, I don't need you in my life. I'm going to go on with with mine and that that's your shit if you can't get over this. But I it took me I didn't know how to say no to anyone. Mm-hmm. So, I never had that true happiness until now. Now I say no like it's glued to my damn forehead. You know. <laughs> but that's right. but it took me a while, you know. I I think
3: being able to say no with no explanation is a lot of growth. Because oftentimes when we say yes, no one says, well, why would you say yes? They just say thank you. But when you say (laughs) no, people say, what you mean no? It's simply no. So I think that's a lot of growth when you say, I'm going to say no with no explanation. Because you didn't ask for one when I said yes. So that really speaks
6: volumes.
4: Absolutely. See,
6: this is why I call you auntie and uncle. I never even thought of it that way. I never even thought of it that way. You don't even say anything when I say yes. Exactly. That is wonderful. <laughs> we get ready right wow. get out of here, baby. We love you, sis. I love you guys. Come back to New York, please, and come see us.
3: We coming. Hey, peaches.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Take care, of Love man. you both. All yeah, right, baby. Bye-bye. And, 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 and we see y'all on the Periscope talking about this Libra Sagittarian stuff. And if... As oh. as as a, as a Libra, well, what, what, baby, they say
3: money can be used as a raft to save people. That you is. motherfucking right, I could. Okay, I'm a sturdy bitch, baby. Don't think you said nothing slick to a can of hole. I'm sorry, Daddy.
4: There you go. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Did one eye just go leave the other one? Libra, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, was I, talking about I, I was just saying <laughs> that it's interesting because. I was groomed by a Sagittarian who was my grandmother who has the same initials as Monique. Well, you didn't always have an H, but she was Minnie Hicks and now it's Monique Hicks. And I was groomed by an individual who it was almost as if she knew she was like, because your grandfather, that nigga wouldn't (laughs) allow me to do what I wanted to do. Cause I wanted to be a nurse. She said, when you become a man, you let your wife do what she want to do as it pertains to her career. And don't be jealous. Don't worry about it because when you got the right woman, she'll be able to appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So fortunately, I got the right woman who's able to appreciate that, and I was given the proper advice, and I can't let grandma down. So I had to treat her the, this woman the right way. But you're right. If With Libras, we're the only inanimate Sign by being the scales. And if you meet a Libra that's off balance, you better run. (laughs) You better run. You better flee for your life. But fortunately, I've had enough interesting people in my life that they keep me balanced. Sometimes enough crazy in your life will keep you balanced, (laughs) okay? (laughs)
3: Listen, y'all. This is what's unfair. But fuck it, sometimes I'm not fair, right? <laughs> so he just said, keep your balance because he got enough crazy in his life. It's me, Michael, David, and Jonathan. And on a daily basis, some shit pops off in the ex-president. And I will watch Sid be the most calm, balanced, I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what's going on. Now, me, I am ready to jump it, jump. But I've watched it, and I've watched him calm the house down. I've watched him nurture the household. So with them Libran people, I'm telling you, baby, I've, I've, I've seen both sides of it. I've, I've seen Libras that, God damn it, if they don't get some medication, shit is different. Then I've seen Sydney. Now I've only seen Crazy Libras. Then I've seen Sydney.
4: <laughs> and 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 that is life because my grandmother was a Sage and my dad was a Sage. So I got the best of both worlds. I got a chance to see sanity, and I got a chance to see insanity. And you form an appreciation for both. But to that end, my
6: love,
4: I'm so glad we had this time together. Yes. Take us on home.
3: We want to thank each and every one of y'all for joining us. When you join us, because you could be doing something else, and we ask you to tell a friend, tell another friend, and then tell ten more friends to go to play.it and click on Monique and Sydney's open relationship. Real love, real talk, real conversation. And like my daddy always says... The mind is like a parachute.
4: It is no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free.